Good morning, everyone. Uh, it is 9.32 on Tuesday morning. It's only about 50 degrees out there, so... Um, hoping for warmer weather, but um, fall is upon us. Saying that... Uh, I have a couple of concerns that I want to talk to you about. And one of those concerns is the quiz that you were supposed to complete on Saturday. And I gave you till I think around 11 p.m. on Saturday. I am looking now at the class list. And um, out of, um, let me just count them up here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. I think there might have been one or two people that had to leave the class. So, uh, <clears throat> 25 people. Let's just round that off to 25. Give me another second. That's the total amount of students we have. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 students have submitted their quiz. 10 of you have not. I have now written to all 10 of you, uh, and you should look on your own um, site and see that I have written to you. If you don't look on it, here's what it said. I haven't gotten your quiz yet. It was due last week. The 10 of you, each and every one of you, got a brief two-sentence statement from me today. Pass in your quizzes within 24 to 48 hours or you will get zeros. No fooling around here. This is where the big boys and the big girls play. You don't want to do the work, you're going to suffer the consequence. The quizzes are at least, let me check. Let me check. Quizzes. You'll have another one. It's 25% of your grade. Quizzes. 25%. You don't want to do them? You don't want to pass it in on time? That's completely up to you. But I'll say this to you, 
as God made little green apples, I will give you a zero if you don't pass that in within 24 to 48 hours. Then you can deal with whether or not you get a passing grade. Because if you start off by not doing a quiz, and 25% of your quizzes and you only have two, doesn't take a mathematical genius to figure out the 12.5%, or 12 and a half uh, points, which comes out to at least two grade levels, you'll be losing. Up to you. Up to you. You want to start off with a C before you even start your midterm? And you think you aced it and you're not going to ace it and the most you can get is a C? Up to you. 25% of your grade is, are quizzes. Look at your syllabus. And for those that wrote to me, texted me, emailed me, that they couldn't get uh, get the, the quiz to uh, get the quiz to me. Well, if you don't know how to do this, you should call IT, but I'm going to give you a little step-by-step. Uh, all your, all your, all the quizzes are your midterm or final will be under the announcement section. You read the quiz. You pick the question you want to answer. You, you formulate by scholarly sites of what the answer is in relation to what you researched for that answer. Scholarly, credible sites. You write it. At least three pages. And the, and the citing page is not counted as a page. It's just where you get the research from. Just so you know. And if something happens that it doesn't download, you need to scroll up on your PC or your laptop, continue, excuse me, continue to scroll down until you see save and publish or just save and and get your mouse and hit that and wait until the wheel stops. I will get it. I will get your answer. And if that doesn't work, you scroll back up to the top and under announcements, which where is where you started, on the top right hand corner, you'll see um, announcements, usually in blue. Hit that. Then type your answer and then go down to the bottom and hit your mouse and have save and publish, and that will get to me. If none of that happens for you, then you should call call technical support because there's something wrong with us, um, our compatibility with laptops or personal computers.
That's the process. Get it done. 48 hours or you get a zero. Ten of you. Not fooling around here. Doesn't make me happy to get upset when I have no response from ten of you. None. Zero. It's up to you. Certainly not up to me. So, let's go on. Any questions, anything that you want to tell me, uh, send me a text. Send me an email. Go on campus. However you want to do that. You have my phone number on your syllabus. Call me if you want. We could talk. Okay, I hope you all understand. And in all due respect to the people, again, who have completed their quizzes, thank you very much. I will not post those until the other 10 have posted. But you can rest assured if they haven't posted by Thursday, by Friday, you will have your marks your grades and so will the ones that do not do it heed my warning you will get a zero if you do not pass in your quiz I hope I'm making myself very clear You want to complain about uh, the way I am talking right now? You go right ahead. Job right. But I will also tell the powers that will about what you did and did not do. Your education, your money, or your parents' money. You want to blow that money? That's up to you. Not me. I am trying to facilitate your education. If you don't allow me to do that by participating, there's nothing I can do. I am angry. No question about it. Not good to anger your instructor. Trust me when I tell you. I've been in the business too long. Okay. If there's any questions that I've said, uh, please um, call me, text me, email me, whatever is easiest for those who haven't completed the quiz. And for those of you who have, again, uh, thank you very much. And um, 
The latest you'll get your marks on Friday. Thank you so much. Okay. Chapter 7 and 8. In your book. Uh, some highlights on these, you know. Um, and uh, the idea of what this um, what this chapter is all about. I, I will I will write out a um, discussion question or questions for you after um, I do this. But saying that, um, chapter seven is deviance, uh, crime, and social control. And you know that. It's a lot of different things that's going on, goes on in all these chapters with a lot of different uh, information. A um, couple of things right away. Um, deviant social control, page 140 and page uh, 141. Uh, deviance is behavior that violates the standards of conduct, conduct or expectations of a group or society in the United States. Alcoholics, compulsive gamblers, and the people with mental illness will all be classified as deviants. Being late for class is a category categorized as a deviant act. Remember that. The same is true for wearing jeans to a formal wedding. I'm not sure about that anymore. One of the basis of sociological definitions are this. Is this. We are all deviant from time to time. Each of us violates some common social norm in certain situations. Every one of us has done it. And if you don't think we have, then uh, think about it a little more. A social control. Social control. Social control, you find on page 141, uh, the term social control refers to the techniques and strategies for preventing deviant human behavior in any society. So the social control we have here in the United States and throughout the world are laws and rules and regulations you must, you must obey in the culture in which you live. And if you don't obey those laws, then consequences will happen. So the way that we control people from getting out of hand is the law. You can't drink and drive. If you drink and drive and have a blood alcohol sample of uh, more than 0.08 or 0.8, you are arrested for driving under the influence of alcohol. You might not be drunk but you're driving under the influence of alcohol. There's a difference. And you might not find that as fair. I'm fine, I only had one drink. Well, you take the breathalyzer and, and, it, and, it, and the breathalyzer says 0. 1.0, 1.0, they're going to put the cuffs on you and take you away. Remember that. For all of you who drink and drive, Uh, uh, we we go around a bit here, and uh, page one forty three talks about informal, uh, informal social controls. And understand what they are. Um, 
you know, um, an informal social control is um, is usually uh, uh, something that's casually enforced. Like someone who smiles, someone who laughs, someone who raises their eyebrows, someone who ridicules you. Like I ridiculed you earlier. It's an informal social control of what I was yelling about, about your quiz. That's for sure. Not going to put you in jail for that, but I'm going to be upset and you're going to hear it. And I'm going to ridicule you for not doing your work. That's informal. Uh, the difference between formal and informal is just what I just said. You know, the formality scenario is that when you break the law uh, that is uh, against our societal norms, our behaviors, what we believe is correct or helpful or incorrect and unhelpful. Sometimes I wonder about those words, but um, because one thing is correct to someone else is certainly not correct to another. But we do have a set of laws. So that's the formal side. The informal side is what I was talking about with ridicule. Law and society on page 145. Law may be defined as a governmental social control, and that is for damn sure correct. Some laws, such as the prohibition against murder, are detected at all members of society. Others, such as fishing and hunting regulations, affect particular categories of people. Still others govern the behavior of social institutions. For instance, corporate law and laws regarding taxes in nonprofit enterprises. There's all kinds of laws. Divorce law. Civil law. Criminal law. The idea of um, motor vehicle laws, which actually falls under criminal law, but that's certainly another phase. There's a really good quote on uh, the bottom right-hand side of page 145. You might want to pay attention to that. Socialization is the primary source of source of conforming um, and obedient behavior, including obedience to law. Generally, it is not external pressure from a peer group or authority fig- figure that makes us go along with social norms. Rather, we are internalize such norms as valid, desirable, and are committed to observing them. In a profound sense, we want to see ourselves and to be seen as loyal, cooperative, responsible, respectful to others. So it's not only the idea of following the law, it's the idea of what that represents for us. And how people look at us. And hopefully that's a positive reflection on our lives. And that we understand each other a little better. Okay. Uh, Let's go on a bit here. 
Uh, Merton's theory of deviance on page 147. Um, I would ask you to look at that. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, and it's only, oh, about a whole page from the bottom of 147 over the 148. I would ask you to, to do that. Here is an important part, though. At the top of page 149, says, research today, does crime pay? I want you to read that. As a matter of fact, I will write this out, but take note of this. Um, I want you to read it and answer the question. Does crime pay? Uh, you have two questions there, but I don't want to use something in the book. I want to use my own. So does crime pay? Read what it says. And, and, and get some scholarly sites to tell you whether or not crime pays. Sounds silly to you, but um, we're talking about behavior. We're talking about people who should be accepting um, the rules and regulations and the norms of society. We're talking about deviance. Uh, we're talking about things that happen within the scope of our lives and how that's affected and why that question is asked. What has happened in your life to even have that question, does crime pay? So I'd ask you to, um, as one of the questions, does crime pay? And certainly refer to page 149. I will write that out in an announcement form after this discussion. Okay. Labeling people. Well, that's on 150. We all understand a bit about what labeling is, but mostly people of, of minority uh, uh, the, uh, culture are the ones that are targeted. Blacks, the Hispanics, the Africans, the Asians, uh, the Puerto Ricans, the South Americans, the poor, the homosexual, the transvestite, the, the Jews, the Catholics, the Protestants, the Muslims. People label us. It says here um, on page um, one hundred fifty that um, the labeling theory is um, we can understand such discrepancies by using an approach to deviance known as the labeling theory. 
Uh, this is the uh, third paragraph on page 150 on the right-hand side. Unlike Sunderland's work, labeling theory does not focus on why some, some individuals come to commit deviant acts. Instead, it attempts to explain why certain people, such as the roughnecks, are viewed as deviants. Roughnecks is something that came up um, with um, the idea of... Um, uh, a, uh, William Chambliss and Chambliss and Haas um, conducted a, a play and a research on uh, deviance. So, and that's in the first two um, paragraphs, uh, and you certainly can read that. Um, again, this is why uh, people such as rednecks are viewed as deviants, uh, delinquents, uh, bad kids, losers, criminals, whereas others whose behavior is similar, such as the saints... You know, you have these two factions, the Roughnecks and the Saints, are not seen as harsh terms, reflecting the <coughs> contribution of interaction theories. Labeling theory emphasizes how a person comes to be labeled as deviant or to accept that label. How a Becker sociologist will, who popularized this this approach summoned up it this way deviant behavior is behavior that people so label labeling theory is also called social reaction approach that's on page 151 reminding us that the response to an act not the behavior itself that determines deviance think about that for a second Remember, laboring theory is also called socially uh, societal reaction approach, reminding us that the response to an act, not the behavior itself, not the behavior itself that determines deviance. The example, studies have shown that some School personnel and therapists expand educational programs designed for learning uh, disabled students to include those with behavioral problems. Consequently, a troublemaker can be imp- improperly labeled as a learning disp- uh, as learning disabled, and vice versa, which is a tragedy. Everyone should be treated individually. Okay. A sociological approach to crime, and there's a couple of things I'm going to go over on this, and then um, I'm going to ask you to um, just remember a few things. Sociological approach of crime. Crime is violation of criminal law. This is the second paragraph on page 152. 
for which some government authority appears formal penalties. It represents a deviation from formal social control administered by the state. Laws divide crimes into various categories. This is important, ladies and gentlemen. Depending on the severity of the crime, the age of the offender, the potential punishment, and the court that holds jurisdiction over the case, rather than relying solely on legal category. Categories, however, sociologists, sociologists classify crime or crimes in terms of how they are committed and how society views offense. Scientific study of human behavior, ladies and gentlemen. How we do things, not why we do them. How we do them. What was the cause of that? How it happened? If we answer how, we will find out why at a later date. Can't answer why right away. We have to understand the behavior before we understand the mental process. It's not going to happen. Because the, the, the behavioral problem, the scientific study of, uh, of behavior, is that process. And the scientific study of be, of uh, behavior in large groups is that process. We react quickly and think about it later. Victimless crime is something that is more than likely going to be on a midterm. More than likely. We think of crime, uh, this is on page 153, this is... Um, probably the most controversial scenario, and I want you to think about it. When we think of crime, we we tend to think of acts that endanger people's economic or personal well-being against their will or without their direct knowledge. 153, um, first paragraph, victimless crime. In contrast, sociologists use the term victimless crime to describe the willing exchange among adults of widely desired but illegal goods and services such as prostitution. Interesting. And I say it's interesting because one of the things I am going to ask you to remember, because it's going to be on one of those tests or one of the quizzes, Is prostitution really victimless? Is prostitution really victimless? According to the strict definition of what sociology says, is it describes the willing exchange among adults of widely desired but illegal goods and services such as prostitution. Is prostitution victimless? Think about it. A good topic. A good topic. Controversial topic. I would read that little half a page, maybe a full page, half a page on victimless crimes. 
Uh, we have professional crime, organized crime, white collar technology crime, hate crimes is where I'm going next. And that you'll find on page 155 in contrast to other crimes. Hate crimes are defined not only by the per, uh, perpetrator's actions, but by the purpose of their conduct. The government considers the ordinary crime to be a hate crime when the offender is motivated to choose a victim based on race, religion, ethnic group, national origin, or sexual orientation. And when evidence shows that the hatred prompted the offender to commit a crime. Hate crimes. Talked about it a little earlier. Hate crimes. It's it's an albatross around the neck of the United States. Something that will take some time to alleviate. I know for myself, I've been watching it for 60 years. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that most of it, I don't see us ever getting rid of all of it, I hate to say, but I'm hoping most of it will soon pass. But understand hate crimes. The idea of people having a behavior such as hatred towards another because of their color of their skin, their sexual orientation, their religion, where they live, their physical being, their gender, ladies will understand that much more than men do, hate crimes. Please pay attention to that. Thank you. And finally, uh, chapter eight, social um, stratification and social mobility. I'm only going to go over a couple of things here. Um, Stratification is something that's important, and I want to go over that just briefly. On uh, page 164, when a a system of social inequality is based on a hierarchy of groups, sociologists refer to this as stratification. A structured ranking of of entire groups of people that Uh, perpetrates unequal economic rewards and power in a society. In a society, these unequal rewards are evident not only in the distribution of wealth and income, but even in the distressing morality rates of impoverished communities. Stratification. Seem to see it everywhere nowadays. Okay.
There's some historical background. Um, I'm 150 at 65. Stratification on the right-hand side, um, you'll see slavery. But on the uh, on the base of... Um, yes, um, thank you. Um, just got lost for a second here. Slavery. Base of 165. The others, although they're important, uh, slavery is the most important one that we could possibly talk about. And one of the other things I want you to look at clearly is human trafficking um, on page 167. Um, I'm going to tell you that um, it's important that you understand, and I'm not asking you to memorize all of this, but understand that it happens, and understand the different tiers from one to three, and uh, what their relation is to human trafficking. I am um, just trying to get um, some other... ah. Um, I've gone through a bunch of pages, but uh, on page 178, income and wealth. Um, something you're not going to be very happy with, but something I need you to understand that you must know. So income and wealth, which is uh, four or five um, paragraphs that rolls over to page 177. Gets pretty discouraging, unfortunately, uh, but um, understand that. Poverty at the bottom of 177. A figure 8.5 poverty in selected countries, and um, we can see who's on top. The most wealthiest country in the world has the most poor. Um, I still don't understand that. Um, page 180, uh, who are the poor? Feminism, poverty. And explaining poverty on page uh, 181. Um, 184, uh, social mobility in the United States, uh, occupational mobility. There's a great deal of mobility in the United States, but 
but much of it is minor. That is, people who reach a occupational level above or below that of their parents usually advance or fall back only one or two out of the possible eight occupational levels. Thus, the child of a laborer may become an artisan or a technician, but he or she is less likely to become a manager or a professional. The impact of education, understand what that is. How does education uh, make us socially mobile? And how much does it make us socially mobile? On page 185, the impact of gender. What is that all about? And for you gentlemen that don't understand that, guess what? You're not supposed to. But I want you to try to be open-minded and understand the impractical and the undeniable discrimination against women. All women. White woman, black woman, brown woman, red woman. The most discriminated person ever on the face of the earth is a female. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that. Uh, that will end chapter 8. I'm going to put a couple of things on um, on the announcements. Uh, part of um, this whole session, a couple of questions uh, for you to answer. Choose one. I appreciate it. Um, I talked a little longer than usual. I appreciate your patience and time. For those of you who did not pass in your quizzes, get them in. Thank you very much for the people who did, and have a great day. Bye for now.